Welcome to Implement This with Microsoft Business Solutions MVP Britta Rexted and co-host Matthew C. Anderson, where we have an insider's discussion around the things we consider when implementing Dynamics 365. In today's episode, sponsored by Anogic, Britta and I delve into a listener question and talk about some of the nuances to campaigns and campaign responses. Maplytics by Anogic is a market-leading certified for Microsoft Dynamics 365 geoanalytical mapping app. Maplytics empowers users with powerful map visualization and routing capabilities within Dynamics CRM to drive better sales, improve business processes, and engage the right customers at the right time. Maplytics now works with Dynamics 365 version 9.0 and Dynamics 365 app for mobile and tablet. Anagic is a leading Microsoft Gold Dynamics CRM ISV delivering best-in-class Dynamics 365 solutions as well as cost-effective and high-quality programming services. We thank Anagic for their sponsorship, and now, on with the show. And now we're back with another episode of Implement This. Hi, Britta. How are you? Good. How are you, Matt? I am doing fantastic. I have that feeling again. Is it? Is it that listener question? Listener time? question time. Yay! Yes. Keep them coming. That's right. Uh, so this one comes from Suviet who says, we recently discovered that inactive campaigns continue to receive campaign responses. We have several duplicate campaigns and decided instead of deleting the duplicate campaigns to simply deactivate them. It turns out deactivated campaigns still get campaign responses. What is the best strategy to deal with the duplicate campaigns? Disclosure, we do have duplicate detection rules and yet we still end up with duplicate campaigns. All right, so good question. Few things to unpack in there. There's yeah. some stuff around the creation of campaigns. There's things around the actual automation of campaign responses coming in, the creation of those. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about some of the duplicate detection rules, might, what might be going on in there. I'm, I'm ready to talk about this one. How about you? I'm intrigued. There's a lot in here. Now, I think we're going to have to, um, because we don't have him here to ask, and um, we're not supposed to make assumptions in this role. We're supposed <laughs> to um, have questions and go get answers. But this is kind of fun. Since we can't do that, we're going to have to make some assumptions. Yes. So I think this will be interesting. Yeah. So I think, you know, from as as I read through this, and I've read it a few times to try to make sure that I'm I'm understanding the question. I think we can we can take a few different angles at this to make sure that we cover it wherever these assumptions lie. But I think that when we're talking about continuing to receive campaign responses for one of those deactivated campaigns, my assumption here is that on that campaign, you were doing the create campaign responses from incoming email uh, option for that, where if, if emails are coming in, they're being tracked, they're automatically going to generate that campaign response against the campaign. And that um, those those are where those are still coming in. So it's that they're coming in for the deactivated, quote unquote, duplicate mm-hmm. uh, uh, campaign that's in there. Um, so that's kind of assumption number one. The other the other assumption that I make is that the by duplicate campaigns, you mean separately created campaign records that, you know, upon reflection, whatever reason there is, they all represented the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a an event series and you wanted to consolidate some of those events into a single one. Um, you know, maybe it was uh, multiple, multiple people wanted to individually track, you know, their efforts and their leads toward the same single campaign. Think of it like a, 
like a conference that people were going to. So there mm-hmm. were four different campaigns all around that single conference. But uh, those multiple campaign records had been kind of separately created. So those are a, a couple of assumptions I have coming into this. Yeah, I think I think those are good assumptions. Okay. So uh, first off, what are what are some things that you might do in in diving into this one? Um. So my assumption listening to this is that the emails coming in are valid. I mean, it makes sense. Even if we're done with a campaign, we might still get responses. That's still valuable data. Mm-hmm. So the assumption here, like you said, maybe there's four campaigns that all represent the same thing. Um, the first thing, if I was jumping into this blind, is I want to know where these so-called duplicates are coming from. Yeah. Are users creating them? Do I have access permissions somewhere that's allowing people to create them? Am I doing something in automation that is triggering it? Um, so I'd well, want to do some and, back-finding and on that. that. That's like at the, the campaign level to begin with you're, yes. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, I don't rely on duplicate detection rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just get heartbroken honestly, with duplicate detection rules, they just make yeah. me sad because um, they don't work for me. Uh, they um, they work in incredibly specific scenarios and um, there are a lot of things where they fail. So um, I would not be relying on duplicate detection to prevent that either on a user side or an automation side. I'd be wanting to do something else. My first thought is... Um, Making sure users who shouldn't be creating campaigns can't create campaigns. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we're getting to duplicates of any kind um, is because people are allowed to create things that maybe they shouldn't. Maybe it should be consolidated. Sure. Um, what I've done with some clients on other types of records is that sometimes people can submit an idea for something but it has an approval process. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't go into the area everyone can use it until someone looks at it and, you know... Checks yeah, up kind a of a secured box or does something to say, yes, this one is real. You can use it. Yeah, kind of an internal request to be able to create that campaign. Yeah. It's going to go through some level of review and validation to make sure does this campaign actually exist? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's that's uh, something I've used as well. And especially, you know, with something like campaign, I, I hear that and I assume you're not talking, you know, a volume of hundreds of different campaigns per day that, mm-hmm. are, that are going in there. Typically, uh, that's going to be a little bit lower volume and, and putting that type of process in there is much more manageable than, say, doing it with something like leads going into the system. You know, a lead going into the system and putting a, a barrier or approval or request process to put in a lead. Could, yeah. You know, that, I, I look at those and I say, you know, the, the volume of leads and the, the barrier to entry, that's going to be too high. But maybe with campaigns and how you're using them, uh, that's somewhere where a, a request entity or a request process like that could be a, a really good one. Mm-hmm. And that's one for me, you know, I think of it, that's a, that's a dead fit for flow, um, for yeah. being able to do kind of a, a request and uh, an approval to be able to put that out there, whether it's initiated, you know, inside of dynamics, mm-hmm. um, or whether that's, uh, initiated kind of directly through flow itself to, to put that in there. But I think that's, that's one where it can, you know, kind of look at some of the the input, even maybe gather some of the information of similarly named or similar dates for campaigns and bring it back to the people who are going to be reviewing it, checking for that duplicate anyway, Mm -hmm. making sure this doesn't become a duplicate and provide them more than just like a task 
to go and, and do a bunch of searches. Yeah. And in a flow, we have some query capability too. So we can find mm -hmm. similar campaigns. We can't do that in a workflow because we can't search in a workflow. Yeah. But in a flow, we can do that. So that's another um, kind of points in the points for flow over workflow category. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that, that can be a really good piece for that. Something unfortunate here, because the issue we have is let's say there's four campaigns that really all belong to one. We've deactivated three of them. We don't have a merge campaigns functionality like we have elsewhere. So if we have duplicate contacts, leads, or accounts, we can merge those together and all the activities follow along and it's really nice. So, mm -hmm. you know, two contacts that are really the same person become one record and everything just seamlessly comes together, which is yeah. really nice. We don't have that in campaigns. And so part of the issue um, is that these emails are coming back home and they're coming back home to a campaign that was deactivated. Yeah. Um, so that's another place where I think I would, um, I'd probably have some fun with, uh, workflow or flow, um, as that new email comes in, you know, I'd want to see what it's set, what it's regarding and is that record active? And maybe if it's not, if it's regarding an inactive campaign, throw it into some kind of, whether it's reassigning it to the right one, if you weren't going to have it do crazy search, you wanted to build something really complex, you could just even throw them in a queue for yourself saying here are all the wrong places. They went to the wrong one. Yeah. Let's move them. Or um, you could write some cool automation to actually move them to the right place. It'd just be a little more work. Yeah. Well, I mean, even as as part of the deactivation process for the for the campaigns that you know are kind of the the subordinate one that that's being deactivated before it gets deactivated, do something to you know have a relationship to the the winning campaign and what that is. It makes it really easy to leverage a workflow to do some of that automation or a flow to do some of that automation because then you have the link of like, oh, this was deactivated. You know, if we have a, a new campaign response coming in, it should really be for this other campaign over here. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, for the for the winning record in that situation, yeah. uh, it's going to be blank. So it doesn't it doesn't think about going anywhere yeah. in that situation. So just I mean, that's a place that just a simple lookup field can save you so much in automation. You know, just the ability to add um, add one look up to the winning campaign and it can save you a ton there. Yeah. Uh, also on the automation side, anytime, if I'm really worried that something is a duplicate, I'm probably going to put some kind of an auto number or it's kind of like a serial number concept mm -hmm. on it. So I can tell them apart. Um, on the automation side, we only get to the minute timestamps. We don't get to the second timestamps. Mm -hmm. And so, um, there are times that we, uh, we don't get all the information that we need. Things look like they were all created at the same yeah. time. They weren't actually. Maybe someone quadruple clicked, and that's why it created it so many times. Um, so if I do have a process creating these, I'd probably do something to give them a unique identifier so that I can tell them apart. Um, we don't know if that is the issue, if they're getting created, if there are duplicates because some automation is running rogue, or if there are users. It's yeah. just part of the assumptions we have to make. Yeah. So, um, you know, a couple, couple other things as I look at creative ways to, to solve this problem, you know, when you are, when you're doing the, the, when you've got this problem, like let's, let's say you're not able to do what we've talked about in kind of cutting off duplicate campaigns from being able to be created in the first place. Um, you know, maybe there's, there's something in your process where you just have to live with that fact. How can you still deal with, with this problem? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one, one approach that could be out there is using some sort of a, either a master campaign or a parent campaign process. Um, not necessarily using the out of the box parent campaign, um, functionality, um, uh, you know, kind of evaluate whether that fits or whether you need to use, say, a custom entity to relate, 
you know, kind of the, the same ones together. That way, if you have, you know, five different campaigns that are all really talking about the same thing, you have a, a common parent record that they can all look at and you can you can use that to be able to start doing reporting off of. Now, the, the drawback there is that you're not going to get some of the out-of-the-box campaign reporting functionality that you would otherwise have and some of the charting functionality that you would otherwise have when you're using just an out-of-the-box campaign or campaign hierarchy that way. But uh, it does give you kind of a, a, a very clear-cut way to say, here are all the things that were duplicates of each other. They're all related together in in this way. And here is a, a single reportable relationship that we can use to go and build out the views, build out the reports and so forth uh, that that are needed to be able to, um, you know, kind of get the, the information that's needed. That way, if you have these campaign responses that come in after the fact, they go against the now deactivated, you know, subordinate um, campaign record, it's okay because you can still have those campaign responses be as in as part of your query using this common you know kind of common parent mm -hmm. um, that's part of that so uh, just a, another way you know because it's not always possible to cut off the the creation of some records you may have to live with some of those duplicates and, and deal with it after the fact yeah that's a good point so um you know one one other thing that I'd I'd look at this is maybe maybe take a step back and just make sure you know validate the the question of you know if you're using this create campaign response from incoming email option is it is it working for you like mm -hmm. are you are you happy with the the response that you're getting there um or are there other pain points that are associated with this um, it's really easy within the context of, you know, a single challenge to make a thumbs up, thumbs down on, you know, you know what this is or just make the assumption like, oh, we have to keep checking that box no matter what, you know, because reasons. Well, wh what are those reasons? Yeah. Um, and and are there other other points, are there other people in the organization that maybe feel pain with these campaign responses that are being automatically generated like is is that causing a problem and maybe do you need to find an alternative way to um you know kind of automate the creation of campaign responses rather than using that out of the box feature mm -hmm. um you know again you know potential for uh workflow or flow to be able to uh look at that you know and especially um, depending on who these emails are going into, people may be good or not good at, at tracking things in their general email. If you're using something like Flow, that can look at emails that are in somebody's inbox before they've even been tracked into Dynamics, mm -hmm. um, you know, if they meet specific criteria. So, you know, there might be some of those things that actually make the process potentially easier for somebody depending on kind of what mailbox is it going to and is there pain associated and is it a lot of work and is it um is it getting the the right response that you are looking for um in in getting the the data into dynamics that that you can then report on the effectiveness of your campaigns mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I mean, do, does that does that actually make sense? Do you do you agree with that kind of approach, or do you? I do. I, okay. I think it sounds good. It's this one's tricky because I want to ask him questions, and <laughs> I think that's where I'm pausing so much. Is that um, 
as fun as assumptions are, <laughs> it'd be nice to get some clarity here. Um, I would also want to push back on if these really do have to be campaigns. Um, are they actually something else? Mm. And um, I would want to step back even further and look at the process. What are we trying to solve? At the end of the day, what is the report that we have to be able to build? What are we trying to prove? Yeah. And um, so I would want to look back, take a step back and say, just because these have always been campaigns, are they actually supposed to be campaigns or what What are we trying to give the users and what are we trying to give management? Yeah. And so I would want to step back. We can't do that because, um, you know, we have a paragraph and we can't yeah. ask more questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that that is where my spidey senses are um, kind of pointing right now is um, really looking at the whole process and what we're trying to accomplish. And we don't yeah. have those requirements. So it's a little tough. Yeah. Well, and I just, uh, as, as I look at this, you know, I think back to the, the last portion he had in the, the question of the, the disclosure, which is they have dupl- duplicate detection rules and they still end up with duplicate campaigns. That's so I, I mean, I've certainly seen some, some challenges in how and, and why people are using duplicate detection rules. They're good fits for some things, but not for others. Mm-hmm. But when I when I see a comment like that, that's a great point for a conversation of, wait a second. So you're using duplicate detection rules. You're still getting duplicates. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's one where, you know, whether you're using campaign or using a custom entity, whatever, you know, some other out-of-the-box entity – if if you're if you're having that type of problem, that's that's not fixed by just using a different record type. Yeah, and um, and that's that's why you know when it's like, what is the process for how they're being created, and is there is there a level of automation in how these are being created? Is there are those coming over maybe as part of an integration from another system? You know, I, I look at uh, many organizations and kind of marketing tools can be very um, quite varied across mm-hmm. the organization and not everyone is kind of running their marketing campaigns out of dynamics you know perhaps the way these are are coming in is via that integration where the integration doesn't really have any awareness of a duplicate detection rule mm-hmm. um you know it's more of a an, an awareness thing of like hey this might be a duplicate do you still want to create it you see that in the user interface but mm-hmm. if it's coming over in the in the, you know, kind of through the, the SDK or, or that kind of uh, integration, that type of call, um, you're not going to have a, a person physically looking at and reviewing yeah. it at that point. Uh, you know, so are you using one tool or multiple tools to be able to bring those over? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what is what is that process? What is that source system of, of information that you have there? And is, is there some automation there or the way things are being named? Are they... Is it one record on the the source system side, but it's becoming two or three or four or five or more records on the dynamic side? Like, you know, kind of looking into that integration and and, uh, if it is, in fact, an integration, Uh um, you know, is is that part of the the source of the pain for for doing that? And is there a different way to manage that integration? Mm -hmm. Something else I think of when I see duplicates, this is just in general, not specific to campaigns. If I see a lot of duplicates, that's usually a sign in user adoption that I've made something too difficult and my users are finding a way to click fast and get through it. Mm -hmm. And so they may have figured out how to circumvent a duplicate detection rule or we just don't have rules tight enough as it is. 
Um, so that's usually a sign that someone is frustrated or moving too fast or isn't aware of the issue. And so it might be that we've overcomplicated the design, that mm. it is too much work, or maybe they're not reaping the benefit of associating things. Um, so sometimes duplicates are also kind of a sign of trouble in a different area. Yeah. And once again, a call to look at the whole process and say, what are we trying to do for the user and what data do we need at the end? And, um, look at the whole thing comprehensively. Yeah. I think, I think flow, um, I'd be really curious to see what flow can do to help here. I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of flow things that pique my interest on yeah. this one. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, we've, we've been kind of all over the map here because as, as we talked about, we're having to make a lot of assumptions in this, but it's, um, it, there's hopefully something out of <laughs> kind of the many, the many bases we've covered in this, this conversation that have been helpful. So, uh, with that, uh, Sviet, uh, thank you very much for sending in the question. Uh, Britta, any final thoughts? Uh, none for me. All right. I think we can call it a day. Yep. You've been listening to Implement This with Britta Rexted and Matthew C. Anderson. Do you have a business problem you'd like us to discuss on the show? Reach us through our website, implementthis.org, where you can also subscribe to the podcast. We're on Twitter, too. Britta is at MacGyverCRM, and I'm at MC Anderson. Thanks so much for listening.